0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: We had a crazy week of fab. we got a lot to talk about. Jeff is back, most importantly. Uh, looking forward to talking to baseball. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the roto Fantasy Baseball co- Podcast, sponsored by Rival Fantasy. We appreciate Rival Fantasy for their sponsorship of the podcast. You can please rate or view the podcast. It helps out a lot also. But uh, other than that, uh, it should be a, a really fun show. we got a lot of fad being to talk about. I think this is the... Uh, the most uh, most money spent, most number of players out there that were interesting in this uh, this young season here. Uh, but Jeff, welcome back. We missed you last week. It's I know you've been doing other podcasts, but you haven't done it with me, so you know I've missed you. But uh, how Aww. is everything?
2: Everything's good. good. Um, you know, we, everything good in personal life is good. How about that? Nfbc life, not so much. Uh, I'm I'm having a bad year, uh, so I'll, I'll lament that farther some point in time down this, this stretch. The, here, the, but- the good thing is it is a long season. It is, it is except for when your team really really stinks and it just never ends but uh, then, then but we'll see I got time to still time to recover a little bit uh but good soccer tournament this weekend uh, nice. so that was fun for Aaron um uh, another win so that was that's always good uh this team is how, how many games
1: season. does one have to win to win a soccer tournament at this level
2: so for uh, it's four games uh yeah, and pool good. play and then a championship game uh, so two games each day yeah that's a lot for a 16 year old. Uh, that is,
1: a, that's a lot that'd be a lot for uh more for some of me for some of my age
2: though oh man it would be painful for us yeah,
1: i would be uh, i'd be i'd be struggling right there
2: yeah and we but, wouldn't win if it was us so
1: there you go uh i can pretty much guarantee that's the case yeah I scored a lot of goals in my day jeff i did not yeah i, I played not. uh i played i played uh my first couple through my first couple years of high school soccer
2: yeah i scored zero goals as a kid um only played two years i've coached 13 but this is a big fab weekend so let's roll
1: Let's roll. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot going on in baseball too. It's, it's funny we uh, we talk about how long the season is just right then, but uh, the, the the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, I think, are seeing that it's a it's, it's a long season. We talked about how fun a story that was. Uh, they were twenty and eight. They've now lost seven in a row. Um, are this is the last. Is this the last time we're talking about Pittsburgh as a first place team on the podcast?
2: I don't know. The whole NL Central just seems, seems pretty committed to the bit here right it really now. Um, it, it, I mean, Milwaukee is just really in a struggle. Bus St. Louis is even worse. Uh, the reds are just eating glue um they're, they're they're hanging out with the rockies in the corner over there um the cubs are only like the only normal team right now i feel like
1: uh, yeah it's a weird uh, there's a lot of a lot of teams that are not looking good the a's for uh for like a couple hours were not the worst team in baseball they were tied with the royals which is pretty sad cuz the royals aren't actively trying to lose
2: yeah that's right that's right um so uh yeah it it's uh, it was it was kind of you know every weekend's bizarre, but this was seemed like a, a extra bizarre there a little bit there. I mean the, the Detroit giving St. Louis all it can handle was fun uh, to see that because you know the, the St. Louis Shaden Freud is always fun. Yeah, uh, talk about St. Louis. I mean they're they're putting Wilson Contreras as a corner outfielder slash DH. I, I, I haven't
1: read the, read the pitchers, articles on that yet
2: because I've been busy. But
1: pitchers hate throwing to him is what it comes down to. I mean I think Jack Flaherty actually had a quote like. I forget exactly what the quote was. I'd have to go look. But something like that, I, we just don't know what, what we're throwing to. We don't – bad pitch – keep in blame bad pitch calls for stuff. And it's like, well, Jack, you have to stop walking, guys, really, before you start complaining too much. But, like, they're what? One year into a five-year deal. Not even one year. We're one month into a five-year deal, and they're moving the guy out. And suddenly, you know, Contreras can probably hit enough to play an outfield position. But now you're playing – you're taking time away from another outfielder, and you're hitting a bad catcher. It's just – didn't make a lot of sense. A lot it's, of it's,
2: camaraderie there in St. Louis right now, too, huh?
1: Yeah, it seems uh, seems like a really fun place to be. 11 and 24. Um, The only saving grace St. Louis has, like you said, the NL Central is an absolute mess.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. But 11 and 24 is a pretty big, a big mountain hole. to climb. Uh It could be climbed. Uh, if you get to 87 wins, that might be good enough. Uh, but like
1: uh, you're if you get to 87 wins you're playing really well the rest of the way it's like 600 ball the rest of the yeah. way isn't it you, you always say like it's early 87 wins but like they're 1300 right now 87 would put them was that 10 over so like yeah they're playing insanely good baseball the rest of the way
2: yeah which you know need more evidence for that
1: uh for sure yeah I saw your your Reds uh, did not do well today when they gave up 17 runs there was a the white sox had 17 there were a lot of high crazy high scoring games today
2: yeah um and, and it, unfortunately, too, it was uh, one of the good stories for the Reds this year in Graham Ashcraft that uh, yeah. started that game too.
1: Yeah, he uh, gave up eight runs. Then got hit by a comeback, got taken out. Yeah, I was looking at it was Texas that had the sixteen runs also. So, uh, White Sox was seventeen, Texas with sixteen, St. Louis with twelve, the Rockies with thirteen. It was uh, it was a lot of fireworks on a Sunday here. Yeah, indeed. But uh, let's look at week seven. I want to get into fab, but let's look at week seven real quick. There's a lot of fab action this week. A lot of guys to bid on for the first time all year. I think we had a lot of offense to bid on, which was uh, which was new and different. It's been only pitching, um, but a lot yeah. of offense this week. But real quick, uh, looking at week seven, you know we like to look ahead um, as you're setting your lineups. There are a handful of teams with seven games this week. Uh, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Yankees, the Rays, the White Sox, the Royals, uh, your Oakland Athletics, Jeff, and the Texas Rangers—they <laughs> are not our athletics anymore. Um, a bunch of these are five games though, too. So that's uh, that's obviously a huge thing. As you're kind of, if, you, if you play in a weekly league, you play in a bi-weekly league. That's that's pretty big. Uh, the the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Braves, and the Phillies all have five
2: games. All big offenses with the five yeah. games here. All like Atlanta. I mean, you know that's a that's a significant. Uh, you know, factor for almost everybody, it seems yep. like there. I mean, it and you want, I mean, the Bra- I mean, Braves are 24 and 11. They've been rolling. Um, they, they didn't, they didn't pile on the offense today, but they got the hit from uh, Harris when it counted there. Uh, Yeah. It, it's going to kind of stink to kind of ride through it there. And if, if you've got the main Braves, Acuna, Olsen, Albies, you know, all, you know, you know, you're, you're starting them even with the two games,
1: yeah. I think. Yeah, you, you are, and it's just uh, it's, you know, one of those things. It's not a too big deal. But Toronto's big, too. I mean, that's, there's a lot of studs in that lineup. It's funny you said that about uh, the Red Sox and, uh, and Toronto and Atlanta, all big offenses. Jeff, do you know who has the second most runs in the majors? Because I would have missed this question. It would have taken me uh, double guesses, guesses to get there.
2: Let me guess the Rangers.
1: That's a hell of a guess.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned how much they scored today. I mean, it was yeah. kind of like, oh yeah, and I've seen some other similar but strafings. Two, I mean,
1: 200 the 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 Rays have 225 runs. So Rays only give up 110, which is bonkers. But yeah. uh, Texas scored 221 runs and they also have the second best run differential in baseball by so they're 30 behind the Rays, but then 40 ahead of ahead of, ahead of anybody else. They only get up 136 runs. Um we're getting to the point where you think the Rangers are pretty legit here, right? This is without you know, Wittgram on the IL right now, too
2: yeah uh if they only had a bullpen you know they yeah. you know I just think in the red series alone but then there was uh will Smith had a blown one uh, yesterday right uh, yes it was he did. pretty pretty bad um and yet they like they let a guy walk and from AAA that was like Littell, I think is his name Mark Littell, who was had to be called up by a certain date or you know be allowed to go and he left um and he had good AAA numbers I don't know it just seems like it, it, it was a, a, a solution there waiting at least to try. Uh, when they've had such bad relief pitching elsewhere, I, I think the new ballpark, global, the new Globe Life. Um, now one of them's field, one of them's park. I think One's the you know I forget, but
1: there's the looks new, like a big uh, barbecue grill is all I know.
2: Yeah, the new one, like when the roof is open, I think that ball flies there. Uh, we saw the Brandon Fott debut where the ball is just flying out, and I know D- uh, Fott has some fly ball tendencies, but I I do think we've seen too many good pitchers get smoked uh, yeah. there. That I I'm thinking. There, there is a combination we should be on the lookout for.
1: Since uh, since we're talking Texas, uh, UEK, UE2K, uh, or no, Matt Leahy asked, uh, any thoughts on Ezekiel Duran in Texas? He's playing a lot. Uh, maybe the playing time goes away when Seager comes back in about a week to 10 days, but uh, Duran is really hitting right now. A Pretty good yeah. hard hit rate of 46%, three home runs, two steals, hitting 313. Was uh, was not great last year when he got called up. Uh, 220 play pitches, only hit 236, um, you know, under five home runs in RBI, but uh, he's uh, he's raking right now. Does not walk at all, but he's hitting a little bit at the moment. I think he's a uh, stream until he gets back cold kind of guy.
2: Probably. Um, does Texas find a way to keep him in there when Seager comes back? I think that's the question.
1: I think that is the question. I think it's probably a uh, platoony bat kind of thing. He's, uh, he's a righty. Josh Smith is a lefty. Maybe they kind of go back and forth a little bit third base. You got Josh Jung there, too. Josh, Josh Young. Josh is Young. Not I always he's, mess up that one. He's not leaving either. Um, yeah, I think Duran runs into playing time issues pretty quick when Seager's back. Well, it, it's it's basically left field and DH is, the I think, the path there, right? Um, yeah, you, probably. I guess you could go for Jankowski, who's been playing some uh, playing some outfield. Obviously, Tavares yeah. hip well today. Um, you know, Adolis is not going anywhere in the outfield. So, yeah, you got one outfield spot, third base kind of moving around. I think he's probably – a. I don't know, two out of three games kind of guy. They probably move guys around pretty well. At that
2: yeah, point. and he, he could very well have cooled off by then. He's got you know he's got a uh, twenty. It's only a twenty three percent strikeout rate. Contact percentage is actually pretty decent at seventy six percent. But one walk, nineteen Ks. I feel like there's a correction coming, but soon.
1: Yeah, I do too. And you look at the minor league numbers. Uh, you know, he had a nineteen nineteen season in twenty twenty one, but that was in uh, that was in high A. Um, you know, it's pretty good in 2022, 16 home runs, 14 steals. So yeah, he's got some speed power combo stuff. Uh, yeah, I think it means he's got a, he's got a hit to plays. His, his Babbitt right now is 380. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're, I think we're probably have, have seen a lot, the best couple of weeks of Duran's season,
2: probably so. But he was a prospect getting called up, so we'll watch and see on that one there a little bit.
1: Good question by uh, someone in the chat. Uh, what the, we mentioned the Wilson Contreras move. I think what what the, the key is that is he's gonna play most every day, but you know, what does that do for the Nolan Gorman? Uh, you know, Brendan Donovan, uh, Alec Burleson, who's kind of lost his time already. I, it's going to make it tough. Even with Tyler O'Neill out, they uh, they have a little bit of a squeeze in the outfield and DH spots now,
2: let alone the uh, possibility of calling back J- Jordan Walker back. That's up. true. It's a good point. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I, I am baffled. I mean, I understand
2: that the pitchers hate throwing the Contreras. Maybe let it breathe just a little bit there. Cause it just right. creates more problems. Uh, I, I, I just don't understand. Although right now Jordan Walker's not banging down that door, he's hitting 188 at Triple A, so I get it. He wasn't playing that badly offensively in the majors. Again, K to walk wasn't good, but he was hitting 274, with a couple homers. You know, I, I he, he's adjusting to the life in the outfield. They're just a so depth is a good thing and a bad thing at times. You know, it's it's sometimes the case there where you have all these decisions you have to sort out. And it forces you to do what with the Cardinals are doing to Jordan Walker a little bit what the Reds did to Nick Senzel, where they moved him out of position because they got a veteran at his normal position. And I, I get it. You're not going to move Nolan Arenado. But yeah. eh, it, it's really not
1: great. I just, I mean, there's, it's hard. I, I get the pitchers don't want to pitch to him, and maybe the ERA goes down enough where it's worth it. But you're playing, you know, Andrew Kisner and Trey Barrera instead of a Burleson or a Lopez or a Gorman or a Donovan. I mean, that, uh, that hurts your lineup every day.
2: Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say citation needed about re- improving that offense. I mean, Contreras has spent a long time with the Cubs. You would think that I don't know the Cardinals would have done some due
1: diligence before signing him to a multi-year or, deal, or we would have had a handful of Cubs pitchers who noted how much they hated throwing to him over the last eight years. Right? It's uh, very it's very strange.
2: I mean, I yeah, I, I don't want to completely appeal to anti-authority, but I mean, Jack, Fla- what credit has Jack Flaherty earned the last two years? I mean.
1: Their, uh, their pitching staff's terrible too. Like after after Montgomery, who's pretty good, you got Wainwright, Mats, Miles Michaelis has not been good, and Jack Flaherty. Like that's, I guess you could get some turnarounds from Michaelis and, uh, and Flaherty and Wainwright. Maybe you know does his thing, but it's it's hard to see that pitching staff really working out. It's yeah. got to be got to be Matthew Liberatore pretty darn soon because he's exactly. uh, he might be their second best pitcher right now.
2: Everybody in the chat is right. Marmol's in big trouble there. Um, yeah, he's
1: got to be the it's got to be the minus like minus three hundred odds for the first manager I mean, fired. Look right. at
2: the strikes against him. We have the Contreras thing. Oh. We've got him picking a fight with Tyler O'Neill um, <laughs> and possibly ruining him. Sending Not, him down Jordan picking Walker. Picking a fight
1: publicly was the problem there. Like yeah, call O'Neill in your office, be a hard ass and, and do all that. But like the fact that he said it out loud to the media right away was just it was brutal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, I just, I, I really, I mean, I really don't understand his tactics and then like, not only that, but then,
1: okay, it's blown over. We worked it out after we hugged it out or whatever, play him every day. What yeah. the hell are you doing? Yeah. We worked it out. And then he sat like two of the next three days. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you really worked this, uh, worked this fully out, but yeah. Uh.
2: Yeah, Laz Diaz, too, is another thing right at the start of spring training. And we all were like, oh, yeah, Diaz was really unprofessional. Oh, maybe it has something to do with Marmol here, too. Maybe we should circle back on that one there
1: also. Yeah, I don't I, know. I imagine the leash is, leash is pretty short right now. But uh, you mentioned uh, – someone in the chat mentioned the Rangers. We're talking about good offense schedules. The Rangers do have a good one there. Three at Seattle, which is not great. Seattle's got a lot of good pitchers. But then four games at Oakland um, against that pitching staff is uh, is a fantastic matchup there. Um, also, we got among those teams of seven games, the Yankees have a really good schedule. They Have three against the A's. They do have four against Tampa, but uh, you, know, you gotta like anytime you can get A's pitching right now, their, their team ERA is so much higher than everybody else's. Um, Tampa Bay's got a nice schedule: three at Baltimore, four at New York. Were there any teams you found yourself uh, really kind of attacking this week as you uh, you guys were picking up players? Uh, you
2: know, you know, just trying to you know, in a lot of cases, we're just filling holes right now. Just, yeah. We had so many problems on this team, uh, especially with the main the, the live main team. It's just trying to keep. Twenty-three active players sometimes. Yeah. Just where?
1: Really- I I know the feeling well. Uh, we had a question in the chat from our friend uh, Pete Shanky about Matt Mervis. I promised you were getting there, and my answer would be: I hope you're adding him is not a mistake. Because if it's a mistake for you, it's a mistake for me too. Um, Giants have a nice schedule this week: two, three against Washington, four against Arizona. Uh, there's a lot of good matchups this week. It should be another uh, another week of high offense. Arizona's got three against Miami, three against the Giants. Uh, there should be a lot of uh, a lot of runs. There were definitely some offenses to target this week. There are some really nice setup setups this week.
2: Yeah, there are. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I got to, uh, you know, it, it's definitely, a, especially with the, the four teams with the five games. I mean, it's it's yeah, really clutch if you have the ability to add all these players and maximize the number of at-bats this week.
1: Yeah, I I agree there. Someone mentioned streaming hitters versus Oakland. Yeah, I think anytime you can get, uh, oh, yeah. you can get your guys in against Oakland. I played some Mariners that I wouldn't normally play last week just because they're playing the A's. And it's just. It's How about just the Royals
2: feeling. and A's this weekend? Oh, I mean.
1: Gosh, I mean, that's it's brutal. They're. They're both so bad. It's Brady Singer is just a mess.
2: Congratulations on the first A's starting pitcher win of the God. season, though.
1: And back to back days, Jeff. We had two in a row.
2: Yeah, where they had a nine-one lead and then they had to sweat it down to nine-eight <laughs> for a while.
1: I of mean, course,
2: <laughs> of course. But would
1: it would it be any other way? It was funny they didn't get one for a month and they got one back to back days. First uh, first series win too. Uh, the Royals should be uh, should be proud.
2: Yeah, they might they might be move them to Nashville. No, sorry, no, don't do that. I like Kansas City. Don't do that. I, I'm not saying that. I'm only saying it facetiously. But and then get new owners yeah. for both. But uh, I was gonna
1: say, Jeff, jokes about teams moving are it's a little too soon, too fresh. No, I'm I'm
2: <laughs> saying in parallel there. I mean, yeah. you know, and then you, Oakland should get a new team with you know get Mark Cuban as the owner, and there you go, off you go. But or some uh, local ma- version of Mark Cuban that it's, wants to. It's,
1: compete. it's it's got it's so frustrating to me because it's got to be Joe Lakeup. He's tried to buy the A's multiple times. It's oh, the that's Warriors, right. the, Warriors, the Warriors owner and. Uh Fisher refused to sell to him. I mean that would have been he would have had a new stadium built by now for sure. But yeah. uh real quick question for you, Jeff, since you're the Reds fan. Uh, any thoughts and we can when we can expect uh encarnacion strand to I uh, get the call-up. He's been mashing in the in the minors. He
2: sure has. Um he you know, he started the season on the I. L. Um, so he's a little he was a little behind, but that's over with. He's just continued exactly what he did in spring training. But they're still waiting for Joey Votto to come back, um, and he's making significant progress finally, what I'm hearing. But, uh, I mean, yeah. he's uh,
1: he's slugging 830. Is that good? <laughs> you see that number, and I'm like, that must be his OPS. I'm like, oh, that's actually his slugging. It's 830. I don't know,
2: Scott. Will Myers is just tearing it up with his 586 OPS right now. I mean, right?
1: I mean, there's so there's so many there's only so there's many no ways room in the playing, end. Yeah, there's no playing time to get. <laughs> It's just it's brutal. Yeah, I'd like to see him up there. He's another one that the second he gets called up, he's going to be a big bid. But that's a good uh, good segue. I want to talk about Fab. It was a big week. Uh, let's talk about hitters first. We've been talking about a lot of pitchers in Fab as we're going along here. Um, let's talk about hitters. Uh, Matt Mervis, we mentioned uh, mentioned earlier a little bit. He was uh, he was probably the big biggest name offensive call up. Although well, there were some other big ones, uh, he was uh, he was someone that in, in in spring training we thought there may be a chance that he would uh, he would make the team. They signed Eric Hosmer, all that, but then uh, he continued to hit in, in AAA this year. Uh, six home runs, hit 286, strike rate under 20%, walk rate of 16%. Last year was huge for him. He had uh, was at 30, I'm doing the math real quick, 36 home runs across three levels. Um, hit uh, hit really well, hit over 300 there. He just looks like he can hit. I know that the first time through for major leaguers is always tough, um, but I, uh, I really like Matt Mervis. I got him in two or three re- leagues. I do not usually spend a ton – um, I have a weird spot this year where all three of my teams um, are bad on offense. I I, I actually mm-hmm. have pretty good pitching. Even in teams where I started heavy offense, it hasn't worked well. I've had guys on the IL, guys underperforming. Um, I needed offense. I went uh, I went pretty big on Mervis. I got him for 228 in two leagues. Um, I'm just hoping it's an impact bat because, you know, you never know when you're going to get one, and I, I need one I need one desperately. How much did you say you got him for? I got him in uh, 228 in, in both of my leagues, and they were oh. backup bids were like in the low 200s or so. We
2: fit, fell eight dollars short in Vegas, Maine, one thirty-seven to one twenty-nine. I feel, Holy crap, that's feel awful about that miss. Uh, that's that's I mean, it was a keep them honest bid, and we didn't really keep them honest enough. Uh, and I looked, the thing is, this juggernaut that we have that's in fifteenth place, <laughs> only because there's you can't be sixteenth. Um, is, is I can't. You know, it, it hurts. It hurts when you do that. I mean, it would have been nice to have him because he's going to play the rest of the year, unless that, he just. Completely just, falls on his face.
1: I just can't believe how low that is. My, uh, I'm looking at my three leagues. The low backup bid in mine was 188.
2: So it went 189.
1: Um, wasn't available in one of my three mains. Someone yeah, he was he was 17 percent rostered going into today because people yeah. had drafted him and held him. Yeah, but one eighty nine and one thirty seven, and we bid wow. one twenty nine. And... Yeah, that my the backups of mine would have been higher than that. That's wild. Yeah, mine were uh, yeah. mine were more uh, interested in nervous. What do you think about him as a prospect, though? You obviously talk baseball all week. Uh, how do you feel about? I mean, I assume the Cubs called him up to play. I can't fathom he's not going to play. But uh, do you think he's a guy that can hit right away?
2: Yeah, I mean, I like the plate discipline. Now I know sometimes that leads to passivity sometimes, but I mean, he was. I mean, I saw his debut game on Friday and he hit some rockets there. Yeah. Oh, but you always like seeing that right off the bat. There he had a big clutch RBI single in his last at bat on, on Friday. And that was fun to watch. And the Cubs needed him. I mean, the Cubs really needed to kind of, you know, get another bat in there. I mean, yeah, duh. We're going to bench Eric Cosmer. Of course you're going to bench Eric Cosmer. You should never have signed him in the first place. There. Exactly. How, teach you how to run out the four to threes. I mean, yeah. Okay, great. That's some great veteran leadership there.
1: Yeah, and you know, hitting is hard. Like he's he's got six strikeouts already in 14 plate appearances. You know, this is not a he's got to hit right away. But we've got five months left, and I think that he's one of the you know three or four biggest impact bats. will get called up, and I've got five months of them, so I kind of went for it. I just figured um, I wasn't going to find my offense is struggling. I'm not going. I'm not going to catch up playing the exact guys I have. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went for it a couple of days. Like I said, I'm not usually someone who spends over 200 bucks, but I just, you know, sometimes the uh, situation dictates it and I didn't want to sit around and wait for my guys to get hot. So I'm trying to, trying to add an impact bat here.
2: Yeah. Um, and you know, well, well, you should. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I our offense has been behind, uh, all season. Every, I just feel out of step this year. Have you been, have you, have you been,
1: have that... you been injured offense or underperforming offense?
2: Injured brain here. I don't know. um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it's both. I mean, like Michael Harrison, in the third round for instance is one of my, you know, that, that's been a fun one there. At least he's back and playing again, but.
1: But like uh, hitting eighth and ninth, like it's, uh, I know it's I know. rough. It's rough right now. I have him in a third round too. And it was a situation where I had no steals to the first two rounds. So I kind of nudged him up a little bit higher than I was going to. And, uh, it has not worked so far, but, uh, you're right. He had a steal. He had a steal today. He had the walk-off hit. Um, you know, it's May 7th. I assume the Braves are going to try and do whatever they can to get him going.
2: Tay Oscar has been one of my awesome ones there. Uh, Buxton heated up recently. Taylor Ward. I was so happy. Got him in the eighth. What a bargain. <laughs> yeah, bargains are great there. Luis Garcia in the ninth is a fun one there too, by the way. Kyle Wright in the 11th is another fun one. Uh,
1: Louis, I mean, Luis Garcia. Garrett Mitchell just, out for
2: the year already. Yeah, uh, Luis Garcia
1: enough. just sucks. I mean, he's, he's obviously out for the year. You guys had to drop him, but that's a, uh, that's a rough one.
2: Oh, Nick Gordon, the twenty-first. That that might be my favorite one of my missteps there too. I hey, mean, he had
1: two homers this week.
2: Oh, uh, Yeah, not for me.
1: He's up to one forty-three. Yeah, I don't. I, he's long gone. Um, just yeah, long long gone for me. Uh, for me too. Um, the second impact bat, uh, you know, was a someone that's a shortstop. Got a call up by the Royals, Michael Garcia. Um, this is more of a stolen base guy. Uh, he's at, mm-hmm. uh, he had over thirty stolen bases last year. In the minors, uh, the interesting part with Garcia is he's playing third base for the Royals. Obviously, Bobby Witt Jr. plays shortstop. This is going to be a um, shortstop and third eligible guy probably by the end of next week, which is really intriguing as a as a fab pick. You get someone that covers corner and covers the middle. Um, got a pretty good bat too. He hit uh, he hit two ninety one in Double A last year, two seventy four in Triple A. Uh, was only at two forty two in Triple A this year, but you know only in one hundred twelve plate appearances. But this is someone who can help your stolen bases right away.
2: Yeah, um, I I didn't go hard after him because I don't trust the Royals not to put Nicky Lopez back in there whenever he comes back. Or, hey, let's try Hunter Dozier. Maybe he'll get hot this time. Um, I I, I fear that a little bit there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I I, I see the appeal in Michael Garcia. I didn't go big after him. Probably should have gone a little higher. But he went for 102 in one of my leagues.
1: Oh, that's high. I went pretty high on him. I was in the 60s to 80s range. I got him in one league for... Ah, uh, one league I bumped it up. Uh, my 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 other league, I had I had like over I had over 850 bucks left, so I kind of got a low score. League I got him for 93 with a backup bid of 89, so it actually worked out pretty well um, in terms of bid efficiency. But yeah, I, I think uh, the Royals' point is fair. Um, I just think that uh, finding stolen bases or guys in on Fab is never easy. He's someone that feels like he can run. He's kind of hit in the middle of the order so far. He's looked pretty good uh, so yeah. far, not striking out. We're talking. A very few amount of at-bats hit the ball part a couple times. Um, I think it's an interesting bat, and I think that the way Kansas City's struggling, I think they're going to play him a bunch.
2: Number 84 on James James Anderson's top 400 prospect list. I should have been a little bit bigger on him. You know, have you ever seen the show Justified?
1: Uh, I know what it is, but I have not watched I it. I
2: know our, our buddy Emmett Rulin has because he's a fellow traveler and liking that show. There's a line in there uh, where he says, like, you run into an asshole in the morning. Okay, you ran into an asshole. You run into an asshole. You run into assholes all day long. Maybe you're the one. Well, I'm I keep getting baffled by how much these bids go for. I'm the one that's out of line, I feel like. And I'm not bidding enough or not and not prioritizing that. And yet I'm still like starting to cut into my fab budget nonetheless somehow.
1: it uh I feel like bidding is bidding is as we've gone on year by year. We talked about it a lot last year. Bidding is crazy. I had we were talking beforehand, I had a I had a bid for three different offensive players in my my Vegas man. I got two guys, I got Mervis and Oswaldo cabrera and then my third bidding bid range had 16 conditionals in it i got none of those guys which is i don't only ever had it happen when i had double digits i didn't get anybody in my bids yeah it's it's insane and you always seem to find those leagues where there's like 700 people getting picked up it's just it's weird and granted it was my third it was my third chain down so i through my search started bid so i had them lower because obviously if i figured if i got Mervis and got garcia i didn't want to spend a lot in a third guy but Still, I mean, it's just, it's wild that I had a bunch of guys in there, like, you know, 13 to 17 and not one of them slid through. There's uh we talked, I think I talked about with Ryan Bloomfield last week. There's no sneaking anybody through in the NFPC anymore. And five nope. years ago, that wasn't the case. Like, good players were really good then, but there's so many fab columns now. There's so many fab, fab podcasts. So many people talking about this stuff. There's there, no one sneaks through anymore.
2: No, uh, it was your Louis Varlin comf- uh, conversation that. Yeah, I remember. that's what it was. There you go. Kudos to to Ryan. I mean, he, he did a great job. I'm amazed they allowed me back on the podcast. But uh, <laughs> good, uh, yeah.
1: good, good human. By the way, I really like Ryan. I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, I should have said at the top. I should have said thanks to Ryan for joining us. Obviously, he excellent
2: golfer too. By the way.
1: Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Oh, I guess I think he talked about the off the air. We talked about his, uh, his 74. He shot against you guys in the, uh, at the uh, first pitch Arizona last year. And uh, you know, it, uh, that that's, that's hardcore ringer material right there. If you're shooting.
2: Exactly. He was like, let's keep this interesting. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> um, in fact, he was providing my, beverages. My
1: hand, my handicap is 14. I'm going to go out and shoot a 74. That's uh, that'd yeah. be a nice move. Uh, but you know, it was, I appreciate him jumping on. It was a really, it was really fun to chat with They're one of my favorite people in the industry. Um, I felt like there were a lot of outfielders this week, Jeff, and that's not been the case. I, I kind of had three guys uh, clumped together. Um, I had uh, Tyrone Taylor in Milwaukee coming back off the injury, a guy that's got some pop, a little bit of speed. Alex Kirloff, who I think we all think can hit, but it's a matter of if he can ever stay healthy. That wrist injury is something that I just, I'm just i not sure we're ever going to see him fully healthy, but when he plays, he can hit a little bit, obviously a big prospect. And then J.J. Bladé, a, a high-level uh, pick that the, uh, the, Mar- the Marlins traded to the A's in the offseason. Um, got sent down to start the year and then has really hit well in triple a came up and hit a home run his first uh first game on friday um i had those three guys kind of clipped together most of my bids i went Blade, taylor Kirillov in that order but i had them really close in terms of dollar bidding and uh, kind of where i put them
2: sure uh i'm gonna throw one other name here too please do gavin sheets uh with right. eloy out four to six weeks with the appendectomy
1: Frickin another eloy. one of my favorite that, ones there he just is always something with eloy i love the i love the profile and how he hits but man it's always something with that. and four to six weeks that, that that's crushing yeah
2: by the way uncle ted mentions leodi Tavares in our leagues these 15 team mixed leagues he was picked up on april 16th he is yeah. longer than
1: gone yeah. uh so once he came back yeah. off the off the injured list to start the season now uh, he's been gone i think he yeah. uh actually drafted him one league dropped him he got picked up right away so that, that's my bad on that
2: one yeah well i, I drafted bubba thompson so there you go i'm, I'm just awesome this year
1: the 60 seals are coming at some point,
2: right? Yeah, they're coming. They're coming. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, what about, what about with Taylor Kirilov and blade? Do you, do you have a strong preference there? How do you kind of feel about those three guys? Who so I think are all um, definitely rostable in a 15 team or all have a little bit of uh, their own kind of different kind of upside. But uh, I think that it's, uh, it's three outfitters that uh, I could bid on, which I haven't had very much this season.
2: I think I like Kirilov the most, but right. the fact that they sent down larnac who we had to cut also uh, again. Hey, why am I in last place? I don't know why. Weird. <laughs> Strange. Um, I think Bladet strikes out too much. Maybe he was so overmatched last year. Um, I could be wrong about that. He could, you know, Jared Kelnick proves to us that that can, yep. people can change. He um, did. Uh,
1: he He had, it's only 120 play appearances, triple a, but he cut it way down in triple a. I don't know yeah. uh, if he's changed something. He strikeout was 13% in triple a after 28% last year. Uh, <laughs> who knows if that's a small triple a sample size, but uh, maybe he's, maybe he's fixed something. Yeah maybe so uh heart foundations you say Bubba
2: starling another greatest hit not by me at least this time by the Royals so there you go um, was, Bubba
1: Starling was Royals I was thinking Yankees but I was someone who's who's the oh, I, was, I don't know who I'm thinking of the Yankees it's hard to I'm separate thinking,
2: all the Bubbas for randomly I think
1: I was, randomly, I was, thinking, I was thinking of sha yeah there is Casey Bubba too um Uh, Other people in uh, offensive fab this week. There's a lot of names that guys are getting at bats. Uh, Ryan Maltapia is leading off in Boston. Uh, Nick Prado is back in Kansas city, playing a lot of first base there. Uh, Emmanuel Valdez playing a lot of second base for the Red Sox. Who else were you guys looking at uh, on the offensive side? I really like
2: Emmanuel Valdez. Um, You know, the Red Sox are running a lot
1: and and scoring a lot of runs.
2: Yeah, they are. They finally lost today, I think, but uh, man, they've been rolling. Um, yeah, you know, they, they they had great series this week against the Blue Jays. who It's like some sweet revenge for them after last year, how much the Blue Jays bludgeoned them. Uh, they they were just and every time I looked up, Jaron Duran or or uh, Valdez were, were stealing bases. Uh, so, you no, know, even and even so, like Justin Turner stole a base for
1: crying out loud. <laughs> Saw that. Um,
2: yeah, I, I think that they're, they're they're a fun offense, and I want a piece of it there. And who knows, Valdez probably won't last all season long. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, it's a Mr. Right now, uh, right now. And, you know, Trevor story eventually come back, but until then,
1: I mean, he, uh, Valdez had 28 home runs last year in, uh, across, uh, double a AA and triple a with Houston and triple a with Boston. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of pop and a bat for a guy who's going to, you know, second base eligible. That could, that could really help teams out.
2: Yeah, it could, it could. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, who knows how you know story they were talking about all-star break, maybe even later. I know it might, they might accelerate it a little bit there. He's not going to have the Bryce Harper miracle comeback. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Val Valdez is playing one well right now and he came over the Vasquez deal. He's a prospect. He's kind of like, uh, Michael Garcia, where he's more of a prospect than people realize.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think Jaron Duran's figured it out. He looks really good. Uh, 49% hard hit rate, 11 or 12% barrel rate. He looks like uh, the guy we thought he was going to be a couple of years ago. And right. uh, he looks legit right now. He's been, he's been a huge ad for people. I think post type sleepers is a nice way to go. I don't think the Babbit's going to stay at 490, but, uh, he, he doesn't have to, but, uh, like you said, he's running. He has, uh, he has four stolen bases. He has two home runs playing every day. He's carved out a pretty good role with Boston right now. I think he's, uh, pretty locked in that lineup. He's not going to hit 380, but uh he, he's certainly helping especially in a deeper league. And uh, I think this you know, you look at the minor league stuff, the Steels are going to stay there. He's going he's going to run.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I wish I had more of them.
1: And your I point out on a couple leagues. Your point is good. They're going to let him run, which is sometimes is the, is the most important thing. Yeah. Um. Anybody else? Uh, Yuli Gurriel uh, playing a little bit in Miami now that Garrett Cooper's on the IL. Um. Jesus Sanchez, kind of the same thing in Miami with uh, Avicel Garcia on the IL. Any other offensive guys you you uh, you and uh, Tim were looking at?
2: Well, it's funny. I just saw that we actually got Valdez and uh the and dropped Garrett Cooper. So that w- that worked out pretty well. That does. Um, you know, uh, hitter wise, uh, trying to think if there's any others that we're going after. Um, it's almost like I could look at my history, uh, there and just see, but, uh, you know, cause we had like big lists for like multiple positions right. and we had, we had one, um, uh, we had, we had a sec, like one list where he had like 10 deep and didn't get anybody. So that was fun. Uh, Connor Wong is a guy that's kind of interesting. If you need a catcher, I think he's earning a lot more of that playing time in Boston and actually had a pretty good week offensively. I don't know if it's enduring, but I mean, let's face it that, you know, other teams were running wild against the alternative. So Wong at least could stick around as far as that goes. And Um,
1: catcher is back to being really, really, really terrible. I, uh, I have, uh, I have Jan Gomes in the league and, um, after going through, there was actually one, I, Francisco Alvarez was available in that league. I got outbid, but I just I just kept Gomes with the hope that if he comes back midweek, it's better than a negative. Some of the chat mentioned Esty uh, Ruiz on the A's. Yeah, he is uh, he's someone that was drafted in the top 10 rounds in, in most of our 15 teamers, but he's been awesome. 16 stolen bases, another stolen base, leading off every day for the A's. Um, for all the hype and, uh, you know, he uh, will it work? Will he run enough? Uh, Ruiz has been great.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, one other name, uh, although kind of, you know, he had a big homer this weekend was Dylan Carlson, but then you're dealing with the Cardinals morass again uh, in yeah. terms of like that. But with O'Neill out, Carlson could be a short-term guy because he could play center field. Wilson Contreras is going to do many things. He will not be playing center field. I think yeah. we can, we don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm.
1: I, uh, I had Carlson kind of way down a couple of lists, too. I don't I'm not still not convinced he can hit but hard hit rates 10 percent higher than it was last year. He maybe is figuring out a little bit. I mean, this is someone that was a high, high level prospect too. I mean, he was a he was a stud. We thought he was gonna be really good a couple of years ago. He had 18 home runs in 2021. So he wasn't really he wasn't bad. That you hit 266. He helped teams since then. It's been pretty rough. But uh, yeah, he's showing signs of breaking out a little bit of a little bit.
2: Yeah, he is uh he is uh there um manny margot was available in a league uh luis garcia the nationals
1: version was available in a league i kind of like him
2: i do too Uh, i got
1: i got outbid a couple weeks ago and i was uh, i was actually bummed about it
2: we also got outbid on him and i'm i'm a little disappointed in myself for not like being a little bit more aggressive again um but so be it uh we got that's the league where we got valdez though for seven bucks so i like i'm okay with that
1: yeah um, so let's talk about the pitchers. There were some big-name pitchers on the other side of the ball, too. But first to note from our sponsors at Rival Fantasy, a new Major League Baseball season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly leagues are played, and they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include fantasy bingo, head-to-head player challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for up to two to, for two to five players. With games like this, daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a free or fifty dollar protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings, but you lose if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to fifty bucks. Go to rival or go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign up. Deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry and rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. And also we've got some sponsors for uh, some notes from our sponsors to the Blue Wire Network. We appreciate you indulging us there, Jeff. Starting pitching, uh, had one big, giant, huge bid on name at the very top. Uh, Bryce Miller in Seattle, uh, pitched really well against the A's early in the week. And we're all like, okay, well, let's see what he does in a second start because it's again freaking Houston. Uh, he dealt today six shutout innings against, uh, against the Astros, uh, looked really good. He had 10 strikeouts early in the week against the A's, didn't have quite the strikeouts today, but. You're talking about pitching against the Astros. That is an impressive start right there. Um, six innings, two hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Talk about someone who's probably like in the low hundreds for a bit today. Uh, that was not the case anymore. He ended up in like the three and four hundreds in most leagues.
2: Yep. And Houston ain't what it used to be either. Um, offensively right now. I know they got some good news. Altuve came back. Uh so or not came back, but is about to start a rehab assignment. Let's let's yes. get that clear. Correct. Uh, but they 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 haven't gotten a lot. I mean, Dubon's been okay, uh, but no power out of that spot. Jose Abreu has been an unmitigated disaster at first base.
1: And now you get to Alex Bregman. What do you think about him?
2: Um, It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, he's,
1: hitting, he's hitting 195.
2: Yeah, he, he's really bad. And I, if I have him, I have him once. Um, and I was advocating against taking him at price, and I know you were too. We talked about this one here. We
1: did. Um, uh, he just doesn't. He doesn't hit the ball hard, and it's just one of those guys that, like, I know that doesn't mean everything a hard hit rate, but like he never has but a. But it good means hard something. Yeah, it means something. Like I want guys to hit the ball hard, especially you're not talking about someone late who's going to steal a bunch of bases. The stolen bases are gone. You look at his 2019 with the the happy fun ball. The 41 home runs stick out so absurdly high. He played 155 games last year and hit 23 home runs. He hit 260. Like that's fine, but. He's Not going to get to that this year. Yeah, ninety-three not, RBIs, ninety-three runs saved him. He's in a great lineup, but he's got four home runs. He's hitting a buck ninety-five right now.
2: Yeah, and uh, yeah, so three forty. Uh, I'm looking at the winning bids on him. Three forty in one league. Uh, three hundred one and and three hundred one to three hundred. By the way,
1: oh, that's it's amazing when that happens. That yeah. it, you see, you feel so sick if you didn't. You bid three hundred flat in the round number. Like you got to go three hundred two.
2: Yeah. And then three thirty three was the other. So three, three of them all in the three hundreds there. I, I didn't bid that much. Um, again, crazy high prices for pitching pro- young pitchers. But the thing is
1: he committed to him. And of course, you know, he shined in his first two starts. So uh, that's going to be, uh, yeah. And not only that, everybody is dealing with every single starting pitcher getting lit up at all points this year. Like oh everybody gosh, needs ratios. Painful. Today I was watching the Yankees game and he calls up 6 nothing. I'm like, "All right, I can go to do some other stuff." I came back like 4 minutes later and it was 6 to 6. Like i just like, you got to be kidding me. Um what do you think about Miller? I know you guys didn't go in th- he he went in the 400s one Oh, I like, like him a lot. But he, mean, the funny
2: thing is he wasn't even that great in double A before the call. Uh, no. but obviously he had earned that creden- he had earned that cred from last year. Uh, and with Robbie Ray out, the spot's his. I mean, it, there there is no like okay when someone comes back, he's gonna get sent down. No, Ray's out for the year, and obviously he's off to a good start. That kind of builds that credential too a little bit. Yep. There, they're keeping him in there. I mean, w- w- you know, they, you'd, <laughs> we've all seen the the Chris Flexen starts. We don't want to see any more of those. Yeah, um, those so. are
1: those are rough starts. Those he's he's not good.
2: Yeah, nothing is nothing against him. He's just not, he doesn't miss enough bats. And so, you know, he's better off as a reliever.
1: Tell you what, though, we talked about stacking offenses earlier, and you know, trying to attack pitchers. I mean, Seattle's the team you don't want to do that against. They're four. Of their guys now are Bryce Miller, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, and Luis Castillo. That's a really good front four right now.
2: Yeah, Castillo is the one that had the worst start this week. It's yeah. funny, but and uh, even and that, he like he gave happen. some
1: runs earlier and then kind of settled in pretty nicely.
2: I've got uh, some Castillo FOMO. I don't have them this year, and I know you grabbed them in at least one main. Yeah, I, have um, one main. I, I want. I wish I had a little bit more of them because you, you knew that. Okay, you're not going to have the cold weather in Cincinnati for a losing team issue in a bad yeah. ballpark. You know, you might have a little colder weather, but they have a dome.
1: You know, it's fine. But that, that, that front four is fun. Like Seattle's a team, in like four out of five days, you know, the Marco Gonzalez day you could talk about. But for those five days, you're like, oh, Seattle's on us. He was pitching. And it's, it's someone that's really fun to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So down, if you did not get Miller, obviously only one team in each league can get Miller. He was very highly bid upon. Uh, There's some other interesting names. Uh, the first two I want to talk about both have the same. Uh, initials for a first name, but the first one is J.P. France, who essentially uh, took over for, I don't know if he took over for Urquidy or Luis Garcia, but moved into the Astros rotation. He and, him and Brandon Belak uh, moved in the rotation. Uh, how do you feel about J.P. France? Obviously pitched really well in his first outing. Another guy that uh, that ramped up his price based on the fact of how he threw in his first start.
2: You know, opportunity is there, yeah. right? Um,
1: yeah, quietly the Astros have a lot of opportunity.
2: Yeah, no depth. Twenty-eight year old pitcher making his major league debut, and he pitched well in the first one there, um, and he was doing well in AAA this year. But th- this is a nondescript guy; he's not a prospect of any sort. I, uh, well, at least he wasn't a fate, you know, a touted prospect of any sort. I should say that I don't say I shouldn't say that he isn't one, but he was not highly touted. Um, I, you know, threw like ninety-four miles an hour in the fastball, generated a lot of ground balls. It was one good start. I probably want to see it again. Uh, he went for over a hundred bucks in a cup one of my my leagues. Uh, I I was nowhere near that. The Astros do have some devil magic when it comes to pitchers, but yep. I I don't know. Um, I I wasn't I wasn't going to be aggressive enough to go get him. Um, maybe that's to my detriment.
1: Uh, I liked the strikeouts. He uh, he had a really good strikeout rate the last two years in AAA. But you're right. He's 28. He's a 14th round pick. Um, the walks worry me. I, I know he didn't walk in, he walked one guy in the first the first outing, but the walks, I mean, he's got a, a double digit walk rate in 2021, 2022, and already in 2023 this year in triple mm-hmm. A. I just think at some point, like that's without the you know elite electric stuff, that's going to hurt him at some point. He does strike guys out, but I, I worry that the walks and the whip are going to be concerning here.
2: Yeah. Um, me too. Uh, me too. And I, you know, I, I, you know, and I think Pete was, uh, Pete Shanky was asking about Brandon Bilac. Uh, I like BLAC, like, I'm not sure which. I, I should have.
1: I better. I said LAC, but uh, I'm usually wrong, and I defer to you on all oh, things. Don't uh, don't do it. Defer like to that. me
2: on this one here because I don't know. Um, in fact, I'll look it up on Baseball Reference while we're talking. But because Baseball Reference does have pronunciation guides, which is at least for major leaguers, which is awful, awful handy, awfully handy.
1: Oh, that is awesome. There's usually like one. I like a a, a a PDF version that goes around the start of the year. I didn't see one this year. I usually keep that open. Yeah,
2: on I I haven't gotten that either
1: this yeah. year. But that uh, oh, so was that one's always really good.
2: Yeah, so it is Belak. You were you were correct.
1: Wow, one. Believe for, in yourself, dude. One, one for fifty of actually getting things right. As I oh, said, Josh false Jung earlier. Is the best humility, uh, yeah. I, I said Josh Jung earlier. I said Paul DeJong last week, and I always mess up that one. So I did something with those. But uh, someone asked, uh, "Is you Hunter... just hate
2: the Dutch?" That's fine. Yeah. I get it.
1: <laughs> Too much orange. Um, <laughs> someone uh, someone asked the chat about keeping Hunter Brown. I would definitely keep. Hunter oh Brown. yeah, I like oh, Hunter yeah. Brown a lot, and he's uh, the the role is. As secure as could be, because they have they have the
2: masters are going to keep them. We know that. Yeah, there's no like I'm worried about getting length into games. That's the one thing he you know, he's been kind of a hybrid starter reliever and more reliever than starter. Uh, You know, he he threw four innings in his first outing. Um, That was nice, but eh, we'll see. I, I wouldn't count on him doing a whole lot more than that.
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was more France than than Belak. I just uh, I looked at Belak, and the just strikeouts weren't there like they were with France. You know, give me someone that, you know, give me someone that's going to punch guys out. Between the two guys, I'm going I'm going to take that every time and hope I can you know get lucky with the walks. But uh, I definitely preferred France over Belak in terms of the Astro situation.
2: Yep, and Garcia is out. You know, it's not just uncertain; He's yeah. out. And uh, and
1: and Urquidy, they said today, All-Star hopefully, hopefully by the All Star break. Like that's you cut that's it. never that's never a good one. I think I think you have to.
2: Especially because what's the upside to yeah. that? I mean, it's not like you're getting a huge strikeout guy. I, I, yeah. Arkady is, you, you've seen his performance decline already over the last year and a half. Um, now it was my fault for rostering him in the first place, but yeah, he's a cut.
1: Someone asked in the chat if they think we think uh, Luis Ortiz will um, replace Vince Velasquez in the rotation who went on the IL this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen anything for sure. I know the, the RotoWire projections are guessing that Luis uh, Ortiz is the one that, get, that gets called up. Um, I have not seen anything that has confirmed that as of yet, though
2: yeah um he is a prospect of some ilk um not herb ilk but uh you know he we saw him last year so he you know technically you could in some leagues that that's enough to pick him up uh what i don't like about him as a lot le- uh, about Luis ortiz is the walks at the big league level last year with his first taste yeah uh but he only allowed eight hits in the 16 innings either so they're they're I just think there's control is going to be the thing to watch for there. He's having a good be, the start to the year at AAA. a. Uh, he's not going deep in the games, 32 innings and seven starts. So just keep that in mind when we're looking for, we're chasing wins. You know, yeah. you got to get that there, but I, I, I like, there's some talent there. At least. My
1: favorite, my favorite line in the chat so far was Timothy Tunks with no one can replace Vince Velasquez.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That is so true. The other, uh, the other JP who was interesting, uh, it, you know, I know it's an A's pitcher, but JP Sears, among their arms has probably been the most interesting one. Striking out, it's 26 minute strikeout rate, 6% walk rate, you know, almost 20% uh, K minus walk. Swing strike rate's been nice, bumped up from last year a bunch to 11.9%. Giving up a few too many home runs, which has really cost him ERA wise. But the whips 119. Um, he's got two starts this week. Uh, one is at New York, which you hear and you always freak out, but not the same Yankees judge. I don't think we we'll are back until Tuesday. So that, uh, that helps uh, helps Sears a lot. And mm-hmm. then at home, then home against Texas. You, you like home, but uh, as we said earlier, Texas is a pretty scary lineup. So the two step is, uh, I probably call it average on the, on the matchup front, but Sears is someone who uh, has shown, uh, has shown a little bit of uh, stuff. That's making me mildly interested in him. Yeah, I could,
2: I could see it there. Um, and at least you're getting the Yankees without judge and Stanton. Um, yeah. So there is that. Uh, it's a lefty in New York. You'd rather have him, you know, a lefty than a righty. Uh, can
1: I? Can I? Can I text Aaron Boone and make sure that Aaron Hicks is in the lineup if, if I'm going to play Sears? Oh,
2: good. Good grief!
1: It's so bad. Good grief. Yeah, it, it's rough. Um, so those are, the, those are like the three names. It was Miller and the two JPs, a little bit of uh, b Uh There were a lot of guys available in 12s. Um, someone in the chat, I think it was Pete Shanky mentioned, Louis Varland. Uh, we talked about him last week. I really liked Louis Varland. I know he didn't pitch well in his start this week, but he was 49% owned in the online championship. He got two starts this week, uh, home against San Diego, home against Chicago. Uh, Clark Schmidt is an interesting name. He was actually available in one of my mains. I got outbid, but he's a he's twenty eight percent roster in the online championship. Uh, he's been really good. K to walks his last four starts. I know he's got a he's got a bit of a home run issue, and that, that was that caused him some problems. Gonna four home runs, but you look at his last uh, last four starts. It's uh, twenty five strikeouts and four walks. Um, I think he's turned a corner. His last four starts. I think the, I think the ratio help will start to come. You know, I think it's, it'll, it'll, it's lagging a little behind right now, but if he keeps strike out and walk us up. I think that uh, the stuff's there. I think he's uh, an interesting guy right now. That's, that's turned around a little bit.
2: I, I had some bids on Clark Schmidt there too. Uh, not enough. Uh, I, I only, we only had a, like a $7 bid on him. I think is I don't have a full trust, but man, it's a two step this week with the first one against your former A's. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um,
1: the second one Again. is against the, the Rays, who haven't lost a game in like three years.
2: Yeah, they lost yesterday.
1: Uh, you know, and and still won the series, and they were down six nothing to colon one. Like, My gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: true. That's true.
1: What are they? Were they like twenty eight and seven or something crazy like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, they're 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 pretty darn awesome. And, yeah, it's, you know, I look
1: twenty eight and seven. That is insane. That's yeah. exactly eight hundred baseball. That is nuts.
2: Yeah. The funny thing is, they're vulnerable right now in their bullpen. Their bullpen is not that strong.
1: Yeah. Uh, Fair, Fairbanks is on the IL and they've had a few their lefties. Yeah.
2: Their lefties are all shaky right now. Jason Collette and I were having a text conversation about this. Like uh, Clevenger hasn't been that great. Poche has not been the same since coming back. Uh, they're, they're just, they're, they're, the usual raise. Like we'll, we'll, we'll create our own bullpen type of thing. Isn't quite working right now, but their when you're scoring 11 billion right? runs a game, it doesn't their matter.
1: Offense is really good. Yeah. They just, and, I mean, Harold Ramirez gets two hits every game. It seems like mm-hmm. Christian Bethancourt had a three-run homer day off Cole. Like, just always someone different that uh, hits. How'd you like uh, Wander Franco's uh, flip the ball the other day? That's fine.
2: I mean, just don't screw up, right? right. Um, if that's you don't about, get the out, then, yeah. then there's hell to pay, but I don't really care. Otherwise,
1: I was just thinking uh, nice, nice catch. haze. don't ever do it again. Yeah, that's exactly the line <laughs> I've used. Don't
2: ever blanking. Do it again. Yeah, I didn't want uh, to sure go get...
1: blanking because I know Pete Shakey's in the chat. I'll get in trouble for that.
2: One. <laughs> well, if you say blanking, you're fine. Yeah, blanking, uh, I'm, good. I'm the one that cursed already on this pod, so we're fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, but hey, it's it to bring in justified. So it was justified cursing. So there, there you go. go. Oh, well played. Um, Yandy Diaz is, oh, I just love Yandy Diaz. You know, they they taught him how to hit fly balls.
1: Uh, his hard contact stuff is nuts. I think oh. he's like at 55% or something like that. I have to look, but he, I mean, we always, we always like, you know, we could hit the ball hard on the ground, but you, the, you know, with the fly balls, I uh, oh, 56% hard hit rate, 14% bail right now, and the swinging strike rates under 7%. That is a you do not get many guys with the ball that hard without swinging and missing very often.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: I'm, I was looking his fly ball rates up to thirty eight percent. Man, if he keeps that there, it's going to be a it's going to be a huge year for Yandi, leading off for that team. Oof. Yeah, yeah. He got 28, 28 runs scored already. He's on pace for like one forty five or something, something crazy like
2: that. He trucked to the umpire tonight today too on that play <laughs> at the
1: plate. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, you know, that, that's not how you want to run into either. That's 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 a strong dude, right? Yeah. Uh, what about bullpens in Fab? I felt like this is one of the first weeks in a while where we actually had some some mildly interesting bullpen uh, names, especially in twelve teamers. I think the two names at the top: uh, Michael King in New York, with uh, you know Clay Holmes struggles, and mostly King just being really really good, um, you know throwing multi innings. So even if he doesn't get saves, like really valuable in the bullpen. He was seventy four percent rostered in the main event, fifteen percent in twelve teams online championship. And then Jason Adam, we mentioned the the Pete Fairbanks IL stint. Uh, sounds like he's gonna be out maybe. Another week or two, but you know, you never know with these things. Uh, he was 85% roster in the main event, 40% in twelves. Uh, did you uh, did you try to attack either of those guys?
2: We did, and I was acutely aware of Adam being available in one of my three mains, uh, okay, nice. and we didn't get him, uh, so it wasn't so nice. How, 80s, much did he, how
1: much did he go for Did He go for about one, a,
2: 132. Okay,
1: I was gonna guess 125. Be. So yeah, it's for
2: a two week, it could be for two weeks. You know, yeah. Michael King went for 110 uh, in the same league, and I was wow.
1: they were both available in the same league. That's wild.
2: We got. And we got Pierce Johnson in the same league. Uh, 37 37. We won the tiebreaker. One, because we're really bad. Uh, there were,
1: uh, there, yeah, you, it's always winning the tiebreaker. You're like, oh, I been the same. It's a perfect bid. And I'm like, oh, well, if I was winning, then I wouldn't have gotten him. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I got King in one league for 93. Um, I just like the pitcher here. I think, that, you know, we don't know what's happening with Clay Holmes. They seem like they're using him a little bit differently than they did uh, last today, year. Right? Yeah, he was in the seventh day. But against the, the middle of the lineup against three righties. It and he pitched really, well, he looked really good. Like it's his stuff's there. It's a matter of command, but I mean, Michael King is a you know, 28% strikeout rate, 5% walk rate, 13.7% swing strike rate. And that was like what he was doing last year. like before he got hurt. The guy is just really legit good. And then, mm-hmm. even if he's not closing games, like in a week where I don't like my ninth starter, someone has a, you know, facing Atlanta or at cores, um, I like getting King. Cause he probably, you could chance. He might throw four or five innings. You know, he does that. He gets seven, eight strikeouts. It kind of works out pretty well.
2: Yeah, it does. I think uh, that, that, you know, I thought maybe with Hamilton getting the save on Saturday that King might go cheaper, but no, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, no, I, I saw that Hamilton came in for that. And he, so he's kind of in the mix too, but I think it's, I, I think King's the guy to own there with, uh, with, with Holmes. Like I, I'm not dropping clay Holmes yet. I think that still could get a run of saves. Uh,
2: so many committees right now. Uh, I, I just got to interject real quick. Um, there's so the many Mets, committees. the Phillies, the Dodgers, good yeah. teams, all like throw the, your hands up. The, the, in cu- the Cubs are like care. the
1: Cubs are a pretty good team, too. They're like five guys in that committee,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have no feel for the Cubs whatsoever. Yeah,
1: the Cubs, Mark Leiter got the same. Yesterday and then Albert Alzale got the day before. Um, you've got Brad Boxberger who had a save earlier this week and then blue one. And then you know the guy who was the the close of the first two weeks, Michael Fulmer is kind of out there, but he might get back in. Uh, I had a couple of like two and three dollar bids on Lighter and Al- Alzelay, but I like Alzolay as a pitcher. Uh, Lighter's been good, but not just, as a person though. Not as a person. Um, but <laughs> I just I don't know. There's I I just don't think it's gonna be frustrating as heck to starting those guys.
2: Yep. Wow. I just. Is this, I just saw that in the main, someone dropped Brendan Donovan in one of my mains. Uh, he was,
1: uh, he was available in my, one of mine this week. And he got dropped in one of mine too.
2: It, it's interesting to see that, Uh that, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's almost barring an injury, you know, Donovan's going to get picked up this next week, unless he just completely sits. I mean, um, I think it's, we're all frustrated with the Cardinals.
1: He went for, uh, he went for 25 in the one league that he was available. In mine. I was the backup bit at 23. Yeah. I like the second base, third base, and outfield eligibility though. That is that is very useful. Yeah. Someone in the chat asked. Oh uh, well, let's talk about Zach Jackson first because Zach Jackson was in the question here. Zach Jackson um, got uh, got a save for the uh, the Mighty A's this week, uh, and he blew one too. But it looks like he got the last. He got two save ops in a row. Um, the A's uh, they DFA'd Eros uh, Familia, who had been getting some saves. Um, I think that Jackson's the guy there. Obviously it's going to be rough. He walks a lot of guys and the A's don't win many games and won eight games all year. Uh, but Jackson, I think is the, the one arm in this pen that they do like, uh, I hate closers who walk guys. We talked about it a lot. There's nothing worse than flipping a closer and he walks the first guy, but he strikes out a lot of guys has good stuff. And the A's bullpen, that's probably enough because there's not many of those guys.
2: Yeah. Plus you don't have to say Urus anymore either. So there's that. So, uh, Juras, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. he, no longer on this team, is
1: yeah. Then, thank goodness for that. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not rude for him, so it doesn't matter either way. But yeah, it's uh, he was not doing much. Um, Pierce Johnson, you mentioned, um, I think he got dry. he was he was a, he was only 43% rostered in the main event. I think that when Daniel Bard came back, everybody's like, all right, well, that's it in my Pierce Johnson experience, but had to, had two saves this week. It looks like they're they're really bringing Bard along slow, he's in kind of some low leverage spots right now. Um, I think it's Pierce Johnson's job here for the next couple weeks, at least.
2: Yeah, we picked him, and and we got outbid on King, and we got outbid on uh, Adam. We our consolation prize was the Pierce Johnson, like I mentioned. Uh, Yeah, Bard again, another guy that pitched in the seventh this week. So you know, we'll see. I mean, plus it's just you're dealing with course Field. I mean, and Pierce Johnson's got like a one six five or one seven whip or something. Yeah, he's not really like he's good or anything.
1: Strikes out a lot of guys. strike out rate over thirty percent the last four years, but he's just going to walk a ton of guys too.
2: Yeah. Do you have any that works feel? well in cores, by the way? I, yeah, it's
1: never a problem. Um, do you have any feel for the uh, the Philly situation at all? It is uh, it is messy. It looked like it was Jose Alvarado kind of locked in for a second there, and then he pitched in, I like, think, the seventh today. Um,
2: blew a lead against the Dodgers earlier in the week in the eighth yeah, inning, someone... and then Kimbrell came in the ninth and blew it again in a, a bigger way.
1: Uh, he got a walk off slammed a monthly, right? Yes,
2: that, right, fish yeah. it out of the ocean. Oh, wait, wrong uh, park. Yeah, but, it, he hit it uh, so
1: far, it might have been.
2: Yeah. Still might've found an ocean. the it, LA, it, it,
1: the LA river.
2: Yes. High flowing LA river at this point. In but like too.
1: I started out with Sarah, then Dominguez and one thing, I don't think he has a save at all. I think it's one win. He's nowhere near that job. Um, I think it's probably if I had to pick a guy right now, it's still Alvarado, Alvarado, but it's, uh, yeah, good luck picking that every day.
2: Yeah. And in fact, uh, question asked, uh, drop Alvarado for Yenny or Cano from the Orioles. I say, no, uh, was a good pitcher don't get me wrong but I, I feel hey, like cano you're creating one problem for another.
1: Cano gave up a hit this week.
2: Yes he did. He, he, he you know that Ooh. Royals game was weird. Every single Baltimore reliever that'd been pitching so well that Joe Sheehan rode up all of a sudden gave up something that day. But uh, it's just Cano could
1: know, only give up a hit but that was big news cuz he had he had pitched uh, he had not given his his whip was zero up until that game.
2: I was going to say not just a, a hit but a base runner even. I mean that's <laughs> yeah. crazy but yeah.
1: yeah, that was pretty bad. First twenty nine batters, he he got twenty eight out, had one hit by pitch, so he had a, he had a zero whip. Uh, the whip, I think, is up to point like two now because he got a hit today and his two shutout innings with three strikeouts. He's been awesome.
2: Yeah, he has, but I still think Bautista is the man.
1: Right? I do, I do too. I think Cano is a. A stash for, you know, again, maybe you don't like your pitcher that we can throw him in there. He throws enough innings, uh, but you're hoping that, uh, you know, you never hope for an injury. But, you know, he's your, your, the Canoe play is something happens to Bautista. I don't think they're going to trade Bautista by any means, but if something happens to him. Um, Canoe would be, uh, would be, could be a top, you know, top half closer pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I would hold Alvarado, though, to answer, actually answer the question that was asked. I would hold Alvarado. So. Yeah. Um, that was kind of it for the, uh, the relievers. It's uh you're right. There's a lot of committee situations that make it tough. It's uh if you are not, uh, you don't have two closers. It's really hard to find. I have one league where I have one and I'm just kind of cycling through guys. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's hurting. I'm dropping guys and they get a save the next week. It's really tough.
2: Yeah. I mean, one of them, the one is Romano, at least who's had a bunch of saves and then like, yep. Scott, turn your head to McCoff. I mean, uh, I mean, that that that's the sort of thing that we've been getting.
1: The Royals have eight wins. So like we, we joke about, I, mean, I guess, nine wins today, but we joke about the A's, but like the Royals haven't won any games either.
2: Yeah. And yeah, so Barlow pitched an inning yesterday. 2K is great, but n- never a save chance there.
1: Jeff, would you drop, question in the chat, would you drop Eloy for uh, Anthony Santander?
2: I was afraid that you were going to ask me that question there because I have Eloy in a couple of places. I mean, if Santander is the, the type of player that's available, Yes, I would. I mean, four to six weeks in, in a, a league where Santander is sitting on the waiver wire must mean it you can always get Eloy later. So yeah, I would in that league. Uh, you, in other uh, leagues where you go a little deeper, no, I would not drop them.
1: You pretty much took my answer. In a 15-team league, there's no way I'm dropping four to six weeks. But if I'm in a league where Santander is available, give me that uh, four to six weeks of Santander and I'll figure out the rest after that. I, uh, I would do it there. Jeff, another question of chat since we're talking red. We talked, uh, we talked Christian Encarnacion Strand or Stroud earlier. Uh, Ellie Dela Cruz, uh, is there any chance he's coming up soon?
2: Um, I mean, they should be on the same tech. I mean, how could you take Kevin Newman out of the lineup? I mean, I don't understand. There you go. But uh, Ellie Dela
1: Cruz is going to strike out a friggin' ton when he gets called up,
2: though. He is. He is. He but could fun, become Jose but, Barrera the second, yeah. but I doubt it. I mean, he's he's a stud. He's so he's, but you you know, Ellie Taylor Cruz also was hurt to begin the season, so they're yeah. taking time on that. Uh, Ellie Taylor Cruz is just going to be a monster at some point in time. Yeah. Uh, just that that what point in time is the question?
1: But Currently at
2: AAA, two sixty two, two eighty four on base, two K, two walks, twenty two Ks. He, I mean, he's slugging four seventy seven. He's not quite crushing yet.
1: Yeah. And he, um, he had a 30% strikeout rate over 30% strikeout rate in 2021, 2022, both levels and 2023. I think that, uh, I agree that he's gonna be a stud at some point, but um, I think we can see a ton of strikeouts when he first gets called up. We see guys like this; they strike out a ton when they first get called up. Right.
2: I, I just wait till he starts crushing too. Right now, I mean, yeah. I don't think there's any rush with De La Cruz. I think he would be overmatched right now. I think it would yeah. be a. It's not a financial decision; it's a baseball decision. Yeah.
1: And he's, played, be, he's played 14 games in AAA, and he's 21 years old. Like as critical know. as yeah. I've
2: been of your Red Scott, um, <laughs> I, they they don't actually have a history of holding players back due to contract due to like financial reasons. Certainly not like. X, keeping a player an extra year, maybe Super Two a little bit, but uh, you know, De La Cruz is not banging down that door. In fact, Matt McClain is closer to being ready than De La Cruz is right now.
1: Yeah. And it's definitely CES, I would assume, before that, right? Yes. Before, uh, before I think so, Joe especially because there's yeah.
2: a place to step right in there, too. I mean, again, although oh, there, there's places to step in anywhere for the Reds right now, how can you, you know, and, and especially if Spencer Steer is hurt at all, like long term, um you know, and, yeah, the, although Nick Sanzel's playing a lot of third base right now, that's the yeah. other thing.
1: Finally, right? That was
2: not his original spot. Yeah, I thought it was second or short. Was he second? Okay. Right. They've they've they moved around so he's often. Been, yeah, he's been
1: everywhere.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, someone asked, "Ellie Deli De Cruz is a really tall guy." Ellie Delacruz is 6'5". So yes, to me, that's that qualifies. Yes, yeah, qualifies it's a tall human. Me. So you mm-hmm. made you made a joke about your Reds. I had to say, uh, did you know that uh as of Saturday, I think uh, as of Friday, I think Yandy Diaz passed. Um past Matt Chapman, but uh, Matt Chapman and Sean Murphy were leading each of their respective leagues <laughs> in OPS.
2: I did see that. I did see that. Sean Murphy. Some people came dish close to cutting Sean Murphy and they're complaining about in one catcher leagues at least because that would, he have, been wasn't abs- playing that would
1: have been an absurd cut. By it way, it
2: absurd. was it was a talking point on yeah. reputable podcasts uh, and my God Travis Darno saved people from themselves big time because he got concussed and Murphy hasn't, you know, gotten out since. I think. Well, he has gotten out a couple times, but man, he's been playing well.
1: Yeah, twenty four percent barrel rate right now. Sean Murphy is mashing, and I think we knew that Sean mm-hmm. Murphy could be really good. And you stick him in the right lineup, he's hit cleanup for the Braves a bunch of times. Uh, it's disgusting, but like, I hope, I wish him well. I hope that these guys all do well outside of Oakland because they deserved way better than being uh, in in that franchise. Um, some quick news and notes before we jump out of here. Uh, we mentioned Eloy Jimenez multiple times already out four to six weeks of the epidectomy. Uh, Aaron Judge scheduled a return on Tuesday. Sounds like he's going to miss the minimum. So, obviously, I think that uh, if you have Judge, I think you just play him. I know he's not going to play Monday against the A's, but they have a seven-game week. Um, you just want to get him in. Don't worry about the Monday. I think you got to take the risk that, that he does actually come back Tuesday.
2: Yeah, I agreed. I mean, he's your first-round pick, of course. Yeah.
1: Uh, Vlad Guerrero, a little concerning here. Left wrist discomfort, missed uh-huh. Saturday and Sunday. It sounds like they think he's going to play on Tuesday. Unfortunately, they don't play Monday, so we're not going to know what's going on there. And They only play two games start the week, so he's a tough one. I think that uh, if I have another guy that also has Monday off, I'll decide on Guerrero on Tuesday, uh, but if I don't, I think I'm probably going to sit it with the thought that he only has two games, and I worry that maybe the wrist discomfort is a little a uh, little more than they think.
2: Yeah. Um... I,
1: I hate it because he's he obviously is really, really good.
2: Yeah, it's I mean, the fact that they have the five games, I mean, it kind of provides a little bit of cover Uh, you'll just have to kind of like hope that the, your pivot, you know, if your pivot has four games, I think I would go ahead and go with the pivot. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's
1: a good point. Four to two is a big deal there with you got a guy that's a little bit banged up,
2: but there's not that many seven game teams this week. So that's the yeah. trade. I mean, that that.
1: Yeah, I think there's only I think there's like eight of them or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and on on a news and notes, good news. Uh, our friend Liam Hendricks, one of my favorite players, uh, made a second yep. rehab outing on Sunday. Uh, this is gonna be fun. I hope he I hope he debuts at home so we get a standing ovation. I think he'll get a standing ovation anywhere. Um, this is unbelievable. May seventh, he's about to come back. It's awesome.
2: I mean, Hendricks obviously is a different category than Harper, but I love that both of these guys came back sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So Harper
1: one. I mean, the Harper one's wild too. Like I can't believe it's insane. He's won. Yeah, he had a homer today, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, again, soccer tournament all day. So I'm relying on you on this one here.
1: Uh, no, he didn't home. Maybe it was yesterday. I forget what he I think he had one. I think he, had, he homered yesterday or today. Not today. He homered yesterday. There you go. I knew he hit one since he came back. But yep. I mean, unbelievable how how fast he came back. Um, Jeff, someone's asking in the chat. I had, This is someone I had to add, talk about earlier. Uh, how are you feeling about Nick Lodolo right now? Uh, this is someone who looked, he looked awesome his first couple starts. And then since then, just been giving up a lot of, lot of home runs, a lot of hard hit balls. He still has a strikeout pitch, uh, you know, still 28% strikeout rate Man, the home runs are killing him right now. 2.6 home runs, a home run per nine right now.
2: Growing pains, yeah, growing pains, and especially in a tough ballpark, uh, where, you know, I, I think what's happening is he, he was like, we saw all saw that start against the Phillies in Philly where, you know, Josh Harrison swung out a pitch that hit him in the back leg. Uh, everybody said, Oh, well, okay. Let's make him throw that for a strike. Right. And then he gets behind an account, throws a fastball in the count, and boom, goes the dynamite. Um, I, I think it's part of the the, the push and pull to kind of the get back. But home start against the Mets this week, and then at Colorado next week. Maybe I mean, I was just saying, are you starting?
1: Him. Are you starting him this week?
2: I don't think I am. I mean, the Mets are in a bad way right now too, but I still don't trust that to be something that's. So,
1: and it's weird because he's not walking guys. Like I kind of thought maybe the walks would be. He hasn't done that. The really scary thing right now is his last five starts. He's pitched. He's pitched five innings exactly flat twice, and yeah. the other the other three have been under five innings. So even if he even gets through. He's just he's not getting through innings right now. He pitched seven on uh, on April eighth. That was the start you mentioned against Philly, where he was striking everybody out. Um, he's a strikeout guy, but if you're he's pitching three and two thirds, you ain't get strikeouts no matter what.
2: Yeah, and you're not getting any help from the bullpen. Uh, you're not getting much help from the offense for the most part. I mean, this isn't you know, Kansas city level bad, but, uh, it's, it's bad. It's a bad team.
1: Uncle Ted in the chat. Chat mentioned Dane Dunning. I did look at Dane Dunning today and then I saw his 14% strike. rate is one eighty seven Babbitt, but I moved on to the next guy. So I'm not, uh, I'm not buying in on the Dame uh, Dane Dunning resurgence here.
2: I, I think he's a, you know, I think he's a good, possibly good pitcher, but I just hate that he's in that ballpark. And I hate that, Eventually he's gotta have to there's not a guarantee he stays in the rotation when DeGrom comes back. And that's why I'm a little I I, I had had him in my waterfall. Uh, yeah, nice. There you go. Did Love just it. for you. Um, but it wasn't high on my list.
1: Uh six point nine percent swing strike, right? I think he's been smoking mirrors so far. I think uh, I think a, a bludging is coming here at some point.
2: Yeah, maybe might be so. I, I I'm I mean, he gets at Seattle. That that doesn't necessarily scare me. Um, and then home against the Braves. Don't start me there. Please, please don't do that one there. Yeah,
1: the Braves mash. Uh, speaking of the Braves, Max Freed was the, the weirdest note of the day. Um, Brian Snickers says his next start is uncertain if he's going to pitch Wednesday or Friday, but refused to say why. He just, uh, he's not revealing if he has an injury or not. Didn't give any more further indication. It was a really weird Quote and situation. I have no idea what's up with Max Fried, but he is apparently up in the air to start on Wednesday or maybe Friday or maybe not at all.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it's two days off this week. I just think it's simply just a, uh, it, it could, I mean, yes, it could be the hammy. It could be just, hey, this but is a long it was season. Just
1: He needs, a, he needs a, a day off. Wouldn't you just say that rather than like not refusing to say whether he's hurt or not? It was just weird. Like, why even throw that out there?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, good question. Um,
1: I, 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 uh, I, I, the fact, the fact that he, I mean,
2: is it, was he, did he refuse to say why or did he just neglect to?
1: The quote was he would not say if he was injured or not.
2: Yeah. Um, that's, that's a weird quote.
1: Um, let's see. I'm actually looking at the quote so I don't mess it up. Um, it says he also wouldn't specifically reveal if Freed is injured. Yeah. So specifically reveal means someone. Mark, it's Mark Bowman who uh, is one of the Braves beat writers said that. So it seems like someone asked him, and he wouldn't reveal if he wasn't. It was the whole thing was strange. I just uh, I don't know if you. I don't think you start him this week. Yeah, feels like a zero is very real. I mean, maybe he throws later in the in the week, but I think a zero is pretty real for free. That's that's a tough one to have to sit though.
2: Against Boston at Toronto are his options too. And that's, uh, what, that's a what, fair what?
1: point. Those are both really rough.
2: Yeah, maybe but your ace. Two. I know well, you're number yeah. two. I would, four. I
1: would, I'd throw that normally any day, but I think now I don't, I just, I think I'm gonna have to not do that. I think I'm gonna have to sit them.
2: What's your alternative? I guess that's the question.
1: Yeah, fair point. My alternative is usually probably not very good, but I hate zeros.
2: My alternative is pain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, question in the as we're talking, to pitchers. Uh, would you start Chris Sale or Justin Steele this week? Both, both, both those guys have been, Sale looked really good his last, how about start. yes? Yeah, Justin Steele's been really good too. You must have a very deep team. Um, but, uh, if I got to pick one, give me sale.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I don't hard. know if I throwing agree with that. Actually
1: throwing hard right now. He I like, is. I like both. I like both guys. So it's not a, mine is not a steal a, against steel, but sale struck out 10 guys last start. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd go sale. But I, I my answer would be both unless it's extreme. I mean I, I
2: I'm very hard pressed to start uh, to sit seal. God man, sale steal, sale steel yeah. sale steel. Right. Sit sale, seal. Uh, I am <laughs> I would I
1: wouldn't I don't have any leagues where I could sit either. I'd play both, but if I had to pick one, give me a sale.
2: Home start against the Cardinals. I think I'm
1: They're both both home against the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh
1: <laughs> Just to make it even more confusing. I I, I, think, I would I find you're... a way to start both. I think you have a really good team is probably what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you fair. mentioned, uh, you mentioned Jose Altuve about a week away from a rehab assignment. I assume that's probably going to be seven to 10 days too. So we're probably looking at two and a half weeks until Altuve's back in the Astros lineup. Uh, Chaz McCormick and the Astros could return first half of this week. So if you have him, uh, you could probably get him in this week, but I would check the lineups there. Uh, Luis Severino rehab start on Wednesday. Boy, did the Yankees need some help. Uh, they've their entire world is hurt.
2: Yeah. Um... Do you uh,
1: Do you drop Carlos Rodon?
2: Yeah, uh but I don't have him. Um
1: 12s, i definitely drop Rodon. 15 is a tough button to push.
2: I I, I may have him in a, a non-droppable format, but uh yeah,
1: it's That uh that quote of it's chronic and he couldn't answer if he's going to pitch in July was really concerning. I think if I think I'd probably hold him in a 15 with the thought that I'm going to regret it and probably end up dropping him pretty soon, but uh I think he's kind of in that like one more setback I drop him for sure.
2: I mean, the Yankees are eighteen and sixteen, despite all of our yeah. hand wringing here. I mean, but
1: they, I mean, just, they've just had so many guys hurt and so many guys struggling, but they've still found a way to kind of get through it.
2: Just, just think how uh, how the uh, Cardinals feel about that, or the White Sox feel about that, as far as struggling goes. The yeah, White Sox are of, the most inexcusable. Well, oh, both of those are inexcusable because yeah. of the divisions they're in, but. I, I feel like the
1: problem you mentioned. The Yankees are 18-17, but they're in last yeah. place in the AL East. So they're ten games back. That's, that's right. I'm looking
2: at a day old. Uh, I was yeah. at Baseball Reference, and they haven't updated the standings for today still, yet.
1: Still, ten games back with a, a record over five hundred is a wild division.
2: It is, uh, but remember, I mean, winning the division is nice, but this isn't.
1: Yep, it doesn't matter anymore. Or, I mean, it matters, but not as much. It as It matters
2: a little bit because yeah. you you won less series, but the the Phillies and Padres say, "What's the big deal? No big yeah. deal here." Um, I don't know. I it and the thing is though. I mean, the Blue Jays, you know, are are in fourth place or were, were, you know, and they were in fourth place entering today at 20 and 14. And we were talking about them maybe being the second best team in baseball.
1: And they have a 600 winning percentage in the third place. That's that's, it's wild.
2: Baltimore is going to correct, though. I think their schedule has been very friendly so far. I think that you'll see Toronto maybe pass them. I don't know. We'll see about that. But it hasn't uh, happened.
1: Eight teams over five are in the American League. Five are in the AL East. Pretty crazy. Um, let's see. Uh, JD Martinez. If you have him on your roster, scheduled to return on Friday. So if you play in an NFBC type format or any kind of bi format, sit him in the first half, play him in the second half. Uh, old friend, Yuan Moncada could be activated on Monday. So if you have him and still want to play him, you can get him in there. Uh, uh,
2: can I interject on JD Martinez for a second? Please do. Uh, yeah. Friday, if you're in a like labor or tout wars or any league where you have to make your, your weekly lineup on Monday and then set it for the rest of the week. I'd bench Martinez, um, almost unless you're just really flush. Otherwise, yeah, because he, he gets three Snell, games at
1: most. He gets Snell and Musgrove in two of those three games too.
2: Three games at mo- well, I mean, yeah, S- Snell's fine for him because he's a righty, but uh, yeah, and Mike, he also gets just, Michael Walker, which could be like
1: that. It's really nice. <laughs>
2: but what if they say, okay, we're gonna have you play two out of three or something like that? I would.
1: That was I was thinking. I bet you he plays Friday, Saturday, and sit Sunday.
2: And he's UT only. And yeah. you know your your flexibility is crushed. I, I'm I am finding this year that that's a problem. I mean, and there haven't there weren't too many good UT only guys this year, but I I feel like I have a half a hand tied here every time. You know, when I've got a UT only play, player in my UT spot, it's not like you got prime David Ortiz there this year.
1: Yeah, uh, Martinez was. Hitting pretty, it was hitting decently. It's not really results wise. He had four home runs hitting 250, but hitting the ball hard, 15% bail rate. I think it's coming pretty good. Obviously, we'll have to see what happens off the injury, but striking out a lot. that's concerning. His strikeout rate's over 30%, which he's never done in his career. So that's uh, something to monitor there, too. A uh, couple other guys I want to ask you about before we jump out of here, Jeff uh Francisco Lindor, uh, quietly with like all the Mets weirdness and struggles and all the money they've spent on their team, and you know, they're about 500 ball. Uh has been really bad. He's hitting 217 right now, uh, 25% strike or 26% strikeout rate right now. He's never been above 19% in his career. This is a weird, uh, weird format or weird uh weird form right now for him. It, you know, it's a, a 10-year career. He's never been remotely here at the strikeout rate. We're in, we're only on a month, but 140 plate appearances, it hasn't been great.
2: No, oh, he hasn't. And he started off okay too, yeah. but um, as the team goes, I mean, he's going right now. It's just what a horrible week for the Mets. I mean, they got swept by the Tigers, who are yeah. the Tigers. There was talk. And remember, they had the doubleheader split on uh, Monday with the Braves. Um, uh, But there was some talk. Okay, they need to sweep this doubleheader against the Tigers. And they got swept instead. Uh, they got Scherzer and, uh, and Verlander back and lost those games. Now, Verlander didn't pitch that bad, badly. Only five innings, but... Yeah, I mean it, it's it is a really big mess right now, and we 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 know that New York fans are nice, patient, and forgiving folk. and Of course, be fine. So they, you know they'll rally behind and be nice and calm about it. I mean, especially now with the Knicks losing in the series against the uh, Heat, you know the the negative energy is going to start building up all around. It was kind yeah. of a feel good time in New York with the Knicks winning, but if they're not going to win, then uh oh, turn on the cannons.
1: There were a lot of good jokes about uh, his first time Detroit swept a uh, Verlander Scherzer back to back in, in a few years. That were that were pretty fun, but yeah, um, yeah. let uh, I want to ask you about before we jump out. Um, Alec Mano, we mentioned how Toronto's playing well. Uh, Mano has been a mess. He's uh, his ERA is four seven one, WHIP is one six five. You look at his K to walk stuff; it is brutal. Third eighteen percent strikeout rate, twelve and a half percent walk rate. He was six and a half percent walk rate last year. Home runs are up. Um, the uh ground balls are up a little bit, but man, he's just the 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 walks are really strange here. The, the, the fact that strikeouts have gone away 27 in 2021, 23 last year, 18 this year. Um, all his stuff is trending the wrong direction at the moment.
2: It is, it is. He has one game where he has more than five strikeouts this year. Um, Oof. it was his, but it was two starts ago against Seattle where he actually looked pretty good. You know, he still, was pitch- still walked four guys
1: that game, though. Yeah.
2: Now, the Boston game this week, he was pitching pretty well. Then got hit by a comebacker. And after th- it, he had like a three nothing lead in that game. And then after that is when he was he had a really rough inning. and That's where it kind of all fell apart. And then he got no support later. There was a bad error in that game. Uh, so three runs were unearned, which actually doesn't skew as a positive thing to say, because obviously he didn't get you know, crushed for that. But again, didn't miss bats. And that's why the projection systems were down on him. And that's why some people are like, you yeah, know, the strikeouts aren't there for a guy that throws like he does. He's not getting the K's.
1: He had uh, he had five starts last year. He walked four guys. He already has three this year and he has a five walk outing. He didn't have a five walk outing all last season.
2: Manoa's swinging strike percentage is down to 9.6%. It was in his rookie year. Manoa had a 13% strikeout a sw- a swinging strike percentage. Last year it was eleven and a half. This year, Manoa's got a nine point six swinging strike percentage, which translates into an eighteen percent K percentage. That is really, really bad.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you look at like some of the some of the underlying numbers. You look at like an xera or FIP, and they're all worse than a So it's not like you're like, oh, maybe he's just got some bad. I mean, it's just bad right now, and it's 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 rough. And you you got to use him because you drafted him pretty high, and he's on a team that's good, but. Uh, It's hard to, I mean, his whip was under one last year. He's a .99 whip guy last year. He's 165 through the first month this year.
2: At Philly this week, five-game week for the Jays. Two-stepper the following week. Home starts against the Yankees and Orioles.
1: I mean, it's a big big three starts coming up.
2: Yeah, NFPC format, I think you're still stuck with him. I don't think there's any, it's a no-action play. But it's not like I'm feeling pretty positive about it either. I just think you're kind of pot-committed.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. I think I would. I'd throw him at Philly and then see what happens before I sign the two step next week. But it's uh, it's been weird. It's been it's just been up and down, and mostly down for him. the walks are really surprising. It's just he was never a walk guy, and now all of a sudden he is. Yep. That's kind of all I had for you. We have covered a lot of players. We covered a lot of fab. We covered a lot of struggling guys, surging guys. Um, anybody else you want to talk about, Jeff? No, I'm good. Good. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Thanks for all the questions and comments in the chat. There's people are, like chatting with each other. People are asking us questions. It's really fun to see everybody uh, really engaged there. We do appreciate that. Uh, appreciate Rival Fantasy for the sponsorship of the podcast. If you can please rate or view us, that would be great. Also, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh We'll be back at you next Sunday, right, Jeff? We're both here? As far as I know. Mother's <laughs> Mother's Day night. I think we're both here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll be here, but we look forward to uh, that. Hope everybody has a good week. Hope it is a good fantasy baseball week. We'll be at, at, back at you next Sunday night. Take care.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.